It's Matt Rule and the rules of defense. We'll talk about this coaching staff from the defensive side of the ball. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Good to be back with you. Thanks for making Locked On Huskers your first watch, first listen. Each and every single day, I'm DP, 93.7 The Ticket, Lincoln, America, home of the Fighting Huskers, the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Appreciate you making this your first stop and hanging out with us over the course of this podcast. We want to take time and thank our new sponsor, uh, America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. It made every moment more. That's the whole thing. It's Super Bowl week, plenty to talk about there, but if you go to FanDuel, they make the Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. 50 50-and-a-half. 50 you can leave your thoughts on those spreads, whether you're going to, you know, or whether you're going to indulge, whether you're going to take Philly, you're going to take the Chiefs, you're going to take the over, you're going to take the under. Don't be shy. Go ahead and leave them in the comments there below. And then, of course, remember, please, subscribe, like, Share this content. Let your Husker fans know that this content is out there for everybody to go through. And thank you once again the folks from FanDuel for letting this stuff happen. Um, we talked about the offensive side of the ball, and today I want to talk about the defensive staff. And that starts with Tony White. And when you reach around or reach out to folks who know Tony White, energy is the first thing that they say. And then intelligence, high football IQ. Those are the things that are brought up. Now, I find that intriguing because when you get a new coordinator in a new space, and Nebraska's recent coordinator is Bill Bush, and he was extremely popular, and according to the fan base, did an exceptional job even in an interim situation, which is difficult, even with an injured roster of players, because as he got into the season, there are already injuries in play that would cost them. So Tony White has some big shoes to fill. And in this space, as a Nebraska fan, defense matters. The black shirts matter. Black shirt spirit is in its own universe. And Tony White has been handed this legacy of Nebraska greatness. The core of Nebraska greatness are the black shirts. And Tony White has been handed this, this thing. And I hope that not only is he aware of what's required, but that he's prepared for what's required. Because in this space, no matter who he brings in on the coaching staff, there are, there are a large number of connected, involved, emotionally invested, locally involved black shirts who want this thing to be elevated to its original status and standing. The black shirts matter. Dare say bigger than the pipeline. Dare say bigger than, like the black shirts, it's the thing. 
how they're handled, how they're distributed, how they're chosen, how they're honored, uh, how they're worn, and then most importantly, how they produce. Of all the coaches that are coming in, it's Tony White who's going to carry the additional burden and the additional responsibility of recharging, redefining, repurposing, and remissioning this black shirt thing. All reports are from folks that know him and that have coached against him and coached with him that he's the right guy for the job. What we know about Nebraska fans is this. They'll give him a chance. They'll give him the opportunity. But the expectation does not change. The standard doesn't change. It cannot be lowered. It has to be elevated and respected. In doing so, Tony White and the 3-3-5 defense that has been the talk of conversation at infinitum here in Lincoln. Oh, my goodness, 3-3-5 and the different versions of it and the different offshoots of it and the different responsibilities of it. What it means is this. We're going to be lean, we'll be sitting on the edge of our seats, leaning forward, trying to decipher and understand, one, from a roster standpoint, what running the 3-3-5 means, from a coaching standpoint, from a development standpoint, because some of the people on the roster are going to be asked to do things, not new things, but in higher repetition. The, the edge and the boundary guys in the 3-3-5 have far different levels of responsibility than if you're in a 3-4. Now, the walk-up four is always kind of the same thing, but it requires more responsibility in the pass game. It requires more stand-up and being able to pressure on the edge and making sure that nobody gets it to the outer third to cause problems. And being able to close and finish from the edge, from behind, or in the face of the quarterback. Those three, three fives you're going to have to deal with, and those oh, those linebackers are going to have to learn to deal with those tackles and have to make a decision on what these 230-pound linebackers are going to do with those 320-pound offensive tackles. What those middle linebackers' responsibilities are going to be and how they're going to have to handle. There's going to be more reading and reacting in this defense than ever before. There'll be different language, different verbiage. There's going to be more communication required because you're going to move from a three front to a four front to a five front, all in the same play before snap, and then ultimately get back to your responsibility based on what the offense lines up and, and moves in from there. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Because it is. A lot will be asked. Now, there will be some confusion caused by offenses, and offenses hate not knowing where pressure is coming from and where def defenders are going to line up. That's the advantage of a 3-3-5. They don't know who's coming. They don't know where they're coming from. Uh, they don't. You can walk that up into a six front, and there's nothing anybody can do about it other than change of play and have things in your artillery artillery belt. That's the advantage Tony White has. But that second three, those black chair linebackers, you're need a different group. And they're going to have to play at a different level than they've played recently. Like, that's real talk. <laughs> they're going to have to do this different. 
the coaches that were brought in. Now, listen, I, I just I want to be clear for a second. <laughs> Tony White has his hands full. <laughs> this black shirt thing, this defense thing, it's going to have a lot to do with how the season goes. <laughs> and I know I'm saying this in in February. But my goodness, he's got his hands full. <laughs> we'll toward the break. We'll talk about these three coaches that he's he's going to put the bulk of this work on. Yeah, we'll get into it. My favorite nickname now is on this staff, and I'm I'm all for it. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. More Lockdown Huskers when we win. Welcome back to Lockdown Huskers of the Lockdown Sports Network. Thank you. I'm DP, uh, 937 The Ticket, Lincoln America, right here in the middle of it. I uh, would thank uh, for making Lockdown Huskers uh, your first listen today. Again, for your second listen, second listen, check out our brand new podcast. It's Lockdown College Basketball. Uh, Isaac and, and Andy will bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Uh, plus, you hear from big name coaches, players, etc., uh, throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you, whatever way you consume, that's the way to do it. Um, on the, we're talking black shirts and we're talking nicknames, and the story goes as such: uh, at at an NFL uh, after an NFL game, teams flying home, and a player is asked what he wants uh, for dinner. Uh, and of the options, pork chop is the option. Pork chop is the option. And But he has to yell it out. You know. Well, he w- then goes to sleep. And as he wakes up, that thing has moved <laughs> through, the, through the plane and to the team. And they then deem to call him pork chop. Terrence Knighton, um, I became aware of him in full in Carolina through uh, my association with the Panthers. And, again, you start talking about reputation, uh, how people are perceived in the football space and by whom. Terrence Knighton is a very popular human being when it comes to football and through football people. I think there will be a natural chemistry in that room for a guy who can teach this group of Nebraska bigs how to be successful at this level because he knows and he has recent history with it and he was a worker and he was flexible in in the positions that he played and he learned all positions on the line so that he could be as helpful and as useful as possible. He played with some Giants, and he played in a space where there was successful defense going on uh, because of and around him. Now, in the 3-3-5, different things are going to be required of defensive linemen, and they're going to have to make a decision on who handles the interior linemen. Do you coach them from the same space and through the same verbiage as you do the edge? Uh, do you Who's going to train uh, maybe Terrence handles the, the interior three where the walk-up fours and fives will be taught by linebackers. Different levels of, 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 of blitz uh, knowledge will be in play. 
different combinations, different gap responsibilities will be required because you're going to, again, turn that three front into a four front with different responsibilities, gap responsibilities, a five front, a walk up, bringing pressure from different places, the stunts from the three, from the three front are different than the four front. Terrence Knight, Knighton understands teaching that to this group. He also understands being able to coach the, the, the technical side of it as well. Being able to still be able to put his hands on a young defensive lineman and show him, one, what the leverage should feel like, where his eyes should be in the space, his comfortable and natural movement at any of those defensive line positions will help him teach and show Nebraska bigs on what's going to be required of them in this space. It's pretty impressive when you think about it. But as this group learns who he is, and there will be some additional bigs brought in, there's some returning Huskers who folks know of, and then there will be some new faces that compete in that space. Terrence Knighton will have that responsibility, and he and Tony White uh, will have the ability to set the tone for how this defense is going to play going forward. And again, you know, we, we've compared three three fives against Big Ten offenses. We got to see it in the postseason. We got to see it in bowl in during bowl season. Then it becomes a matter of teaching, development, and execution. Terrence Knight and Porkchop has his hands full. They brought in linebackers. Uh, uh, Rob Dvorak is an interesting addition in this space. One with an understanding that. There are people. Jamar Butler. Jamar Butler is 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 going to be in the room. How you use him may be the biggest decision in the offseason. In the three three five, he will have some flexibility. He'll be able to move around. He'll be maybe difficult to 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 to, to locate. Again, for an offensive line, when you have a guy who can who can wreak havoc, you kind of want to know where he's coming from. You have flexibility with the three, three, five. It makes it difficult to identify it. Inside, you've got two linebackers with leadership, with captain letters on their jerseys. You just need to keep them healthy. They know the Big Ten. They know Big Ten offenses. They've matched up with them. Uh, they know the campus. They know the program. They know everything about it other than what's required of them from this defensive staff. The two most important players are linebackers. In this group, this is where the, they, you've got to get these two linebackers to buy in. <laughs> you've got to get them to commit to it. They've got to learn it. They've got to have a full grasp on the, on the, on the vocabulary that's required. Hours and hours of film study before everybody else because your leaders have to know it first and better than everybody else. Dvorak has his hands full because he's got a group that can make or break this season. We know the offensive line will be a big part of this offensively, but we don't know what they're going to be asked. The defensive line, we know in a 3-3-5, it's a big deal in Big Ten football. Your bigs up front matter. The linebackers fill, correct, and erase. 
They make you better than you are sometimes. And when they fail, they make you look worse than you really are. <laughs> but that's the responsibility at the position. That's how it works. That's the get down. And then in the defensive back group, Evan Cooper. The second most talented room for the Huskers. Depth at each position, quality starters returning, people in place. Now, again, you've got to reteach in the 3-3-5. That means you're going to have an additional player back there. <laughs> Different skill sets. You've got the Javen Buddha rights. You've got guys who, who flex between different groups and who have to move in that space. You're going to have to have uh, attack dogs, guys who can cover and tackle against the run. The secondary, they're going to have to be the erasers when it comes to the running game. Fill the lane, be disciplined in how they're supposed to hit. All of that's in play. And quite frankly, it's not going to be easy, but they have the talent in this space. In the room, they have talent in the space. That's pretty simple. So uh, we'll take another break here. And through that, I, I want to say thank you once again to the folks from FanDuel. Uh, make every moment more. Go to Locked On. Go, you know, go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Get started. Um, who scores first? Travis Kelsey? Is this a Miles Sanders situation? Is this Jalen Hurts on a keeper? Is this field goal? Hmm. Jump on FanDuel. <laughs> Going to get it started. We'll be up. Uh, thank you for making Lockdown Huskers your first listen today. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, for your second listen, check out Lockdown College Basketball. Available to you on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, wherever you consume your podcast. There's room for you right there. College Basketball. Lockdown College Basketball. It's that time. We're headed to March Madness, so um, lots to cover. And shout-out to the Huskers uh, for knocking off Penn State. Kase Tamanaga, 30-burger. <laughs> a 30-burger for the for – the, look, can we take a moment and give Fred Hoiberg credit? In losing two starters, starting the season, first five games without your captain, and then in this space – going deep to your bench, pulling three freshmen off. Kwan McPherson is still is, is out as well, so your backup point guard. Ramel Lloyd Jr. was redshirt. Hoiberg losing players, and then he goes and pulls and develops and reestablishes three freshmen. Three. Jamarcus Lawrence has been exceptional and growing. He says, I don't feel like a freshman anymore. He's learning what's required. He knows the pace of the game and space of the game. Understanding his shooting has gotten defined. He's better defensively. And then Denim Dawson, who is the defensive stopper, the energy guy who comes in and does everything that every player on the floor should do, he does it when called as required. And he's working on his offensive side, maybe an exceptional finisher. Uh, he'll work on his shooting, but Denim Dawson is giving them plus minutes every night. Oh, then there's the other guy. Sam Hoiberg, who was basically considered a, a, a practice squad player. <laughs> he was he was at the end of the bench. He wasn't expected to be in this space. But what he's done, 
He's changed his body. He's changed his thinking. And then he has accepted coaching. Having two games where you're, you're, you're the leading scorer. What? When you talk about FanDuel, if you were going to make a bet that Sam Hoiberg would ever lead this Husker basketball team in scoring, that is a bet that would have been off the, off the boards and you couldn't possibly win. Kudos, Coach Hoiberg, for what you've done in that space. They're 11 and 13, but listen, to win with three freshmen and two starters, three freshmen in your rotation and two starters out, bravo. Bravo to you. Um, we'll close with this. And the special teams coordinator for the Huskers is Ed Foley. Ed Foley is my favorite. He's my favorite. <laughs> because whenever I see him, he reminds me of a, of a Saturday Night Live skit. I fully expect him one day to come in with a light blue blazer, dark rim glasses, and he informs the entire football team that he lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> he knows football. He comes in and he talks about what he's eating for lunch. And quite frankly, I smile the moment I see him. I just can't help it. <laughs> Look, he's been a coach for three decades. <laughs> he's been on our Metro's staff for, uh, I believe, eight years. He knows the game. <laughs> he knows the game. And he knows the coach. He knows football. And the Jersey guy in him just shows up. So welcome to Lincoln, Coach Foley. <laughs> we love it. Uh, once again, thank you to the folks from FanDuel. <laughs> Thank you very much to the folks from FanDuel. Thank you. Uh, good luck to the folks who are uh, locked on college basketball. I'll check out your podcast as well. Uh, we'll get back at it tomorrow here on Lockdown Huskers on the Lockdown Sports Network. I'm DP. Thank you for hanging out. Again, like, share this content, let folks know. Subscribe so you get the, the notifications that this show is coming to you and a new episode is up. We'll do so. And then close with the three words we love the most. Go Big Red!